Welcome back to the Talking Nerds, the podcast where we discuss Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and other current topics in nerdum. My name's Nate, and I'm with Nick and Tim. Good Hello. evening. Welcome back. Uh, so just just uh, uh, let you guys know we will be, we will be taking a brief break uh, after this episode, um, just because there's not a lot to talk about, and we're going to be a little bit busy in the month of May. Uh, but we will be uh, recording at least one episode in the month of May. Um, so just to let you guys know that um, tonight, we're going to start off right off the bat with some Marvel. Actually, pretty much everything we yeah, everything we talk about tonight will be Marvel related. Um, but first. What are you guys drinking? Well, I've been binge watching Hawaii Five O, the new version, and so I'm drinking a Kona Longboard instead of watching the Batman animated series. Yeah, I'm so disappointed in you, Tim. It was overdue at the library. I had to return it. <laughs> well, you, it's on HBO Max, so you could just, you know, I guess use me again, you know. And you know what? You did make <laughs> me a profile, so <laughs> so you could watch the Snyder Cut. Yeah, but you, it's not like you deleted the profile yet. Yeah, whatever. Nick, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Leidenburger. Leidenburger. Uh, no, no, it's a Weizenbach <laughs> Hell. <laughs> drinking the devil juice again tonight. <laughs> yes, but this one is not as great. Uh, it tastes almost sweet. Devil I don't juice think never is. Beers aren't supposed to be sweet. Yeah. That's necessary true. i'm drinking a revolution brewing beer it's a it's called the little crazy it's a uh hoppy citrusy ipa and i'm drinking it out of uh the glass that my girlfriend got me that says the talking nerds and this is january 29th 2021 which is our first episode release well, so, that's sweet yeah so cheers cheers does it have the uh, the logo with the heads on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Does it come in pints? It comes in pints. No, it's I'm just one. It's just words. Mate. Yeah. You tip that uh, dangerously. Don't spill it on your laptop. I literally could. I could do it, you know. <laughs> okay. Tim, did you watch the Shang-Chi trailer? No, I didn't. Ah, Tim. Tim. <laughs> well, Shang Tree Taylor came out. I think it was this week, right? Shang Tree. Shang Tree Tree. No, it's Shang Chi Trailer. So I got those words a little men melded together there when I was talking. Ran them together. Um. No, but uh, the first trailer came out for Shang Chi. It comes out this uh, November. Sorry, September. Um, so uh, the official lineup for this uh, year is Loki, May, and then Black Widow, July, September's Chang Chi, and then I think Eternals might be this November. Loki's think, June. That's right. Oh, I meant June, not May. Um, but I think that was the one I was missing last time. It was the Eternals. I think that comes out in November. And then December is um, Spider-Man 3. So this is going to be a big year for Marvel. Um, but yeah, so the trailer came out. Um, and I don't know if you guys really know much about Shang-Chi in the comics. I know absolutely nothing except for the fact that 
apparently he's associated with the Ten Rings. So is his dad kind the of. Mandarin? So here's so here's the deal. So first of all, he's the world's best martial artist. So that's pretty cool. So it's gonna be a super kung fu um, martial arts movie, which I'm really excited about. Um, but in the comics, his dad, I think I forgot his name. I think it's like I forgot what the dad's name is. He, but he's basically this villain, this crime uh, crime villain. He, he's a leader of a crime uh, organization. And he raises his son, Shang-Chi, to basically become like the best martial artist. And he eventually wants him, obviously, to like work for him. And Shang-Chi says no, and they get in a fight, blah, blah, blah. But I think what's happening, based on what the trailer, yes. So that's a big reveal. The real Mandarin, the official real Mandarin, is finally here. Not Trevor. Not Trevor. Hello, my name's Trevor. I'm I'm just an actor. Um, Trevor Slattery. <laughs> no one go in there for at least ten minutes. <laughs> uh, no, but so I think what they're doing. So Marvel, obviously, Marvel Studios has taken a lot of liberties uh, in the MCU, which they totally can, and I think they've done pretty well with. But I think they're kind of retconning it to make the Mandarin. Shang-Chi's father and I think that's kind of what they alluded to those are what the rumors are saying I don't think they've officially confirmed that but I think that's what they're going for well there was a Marvel one shot yes uh, yes the one king I don't remember what it was called or even really much of what happened in it so maybe I should watch it again but I know at the end it was like a very um semi-okay maybe not so smooth uh, retcon of the Trevor Slattery uh, Mandarin um, yeah. in that the real Mandarin shows up but doesn't show his face. Right. I remember that. I remember seeing that. Well, maybe they'll reference that. Well, yeah, that was when Marvel, like, they knew they screwed up, so they had to, like, they had to fix it. So, but you know what's kind of interesting is – the Ten Rings has kind of been the the longest running Easter egg slash setup that the MCU has had because it started back in Iron Man One when he yep. got abducted, and has been in a lot of different movies since. Um, so it's kind of funny, like even longer than the Thanos run, the Ten Rings has finally come to fruition after literally now twenty three movies, which is insane. Now, do you think you think Marvel knew that or? I think that's what they were going for. I think they tried to to sum it up or to uh, culminate it in Iron Man three, and then they failed. And now I think they're they kind of had a perfect, you know, they wanted to Shang Chi. We want some redemption for the Mandarin, which is an awesome character. And I think this is what they're. Um, I don't know. Maybe their plan changed. Who knows if they actually planned this all along? But well, when you've got a a, a super. <clears throat> Uh, a super roster kind of an Avengers <coughs> group running around like you did during the Infinity Saga, it would be hard for a group like the Ten Rings to really gain prominence and footing. Whereas now you have like destabilization of world governments and um, like a lot of a lot of civil unrest going That's on. Kinda, in the yeah, MCU. That's so it's just like. It's prime time for them to come into the spotlight, I guess. Yeah, that's true. 
Tim, you're um, coughing. You got the Rona? <laughs> I had the Rona. I don't anymore. Uh, I I, sw- <clears throat> I swallowed beer and it went down my windpipe and well that just you inhaled beer. I just you know that just doesn't work. You can't breathe beer because I'm not a fish. I wish I could breathe beer. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot it out your nostrils. Yeah. OG, the breath of life. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, no, but the, the one thing they're also retconning about the Mandarin is in the comics, the 10 rings are actually 10 rings that he has on all 10 of his fingers and each ring has a different mystic power towards it. I I can show you guys a video later about it, but, um, it, they're really cool and it kind of draws into the whole mystic arts, you know, but in the trailer, it's no longer, they're not doing rings. They're actually doing like bracelets. And so he's got five bracelets on each arm. So I thought that was kind of weird. As a as yeah. a purist, I would rather have the rings, but we'll see how it goes. But I'm wondering Shang-Chi, though... Shang-Chi and the ten bracelets. <laughs> this one says best friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but um I'm wondering though, because they kind of look like techie. I'm wondering if they're gonna try to retcon retcon it even further. And it not even be mystical powers, it's just like technical powers, and that'd be kind of stupid, I think. Yeah, that would that would uh, that'd be disappointing. Yeah, I mean, like obviously, I they I think they they should because go for the mystic route because we already have Doctor Strange and and wizards, <laughs> according to uh, who was it was it Sam Wilson said that. No, yeah. wizards, um, wizards, super wizards, and aliens. <laughs> hmm. Well, and Stark said, "Dude, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards." Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I hope they they go that route, but I don't know. I think the rings just look cooler. You know, it's kind of like Green Lantern, kind of. Nick, what are you smiling about? You like <laughs> you like guide <laughs> something? No, <laughs> I think <laughs> nothing. Even even the fake Mandarin had ten rings on his fingers. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but it overall it looks good. I, the fighting looks awesome. I'm just so worried. I'm worried it's gonna be a little too like cheesy because based off of the trailer, there's that uh, the girl who she's a comedy she's a comedian in real life, um, and I feel like she doesn't really fit this style i feel like this should be more darker movie but it seems it's gonna be like more lighthearted. so i'm kind of worried about that you think it's gonna be kind of like the shazam of the mcu don't you hate on shazam dude it was meant to be comedic it's shazam crash it was not it was no It was supposed to be comedic, but it wasn't funny. It was just dumb. But it was still cool. Like when he was fighting, that was awesome. And I think like it's gonna be super cool to see him, Henry Cavill, Superman, and Black Adam beefing it out. You know, like that's gonna be pretty dope. If I obviously, Aaron and I both watched it, and we were just not impressed. You are two amongst many, Tim. <laughs> We're too spoiled <laughs> by the MCU and the DCEU. Well, you're not true DC fans, so. Well, you know that. I've never read the comics in my life. Doesn't matter. You, you still can't. I just speculate. Say it's a bad movie. 
I don't know. I thought it was good. <laughs> but um, funny that Mortal Kombat came out around the same time here. It's yeah, so it kind of has that vibe, I think. I started watching that and I fell asleep. <laughs> I don't know. It looked pretty cool. Like the trailer. I've never played Mortal Kombat ever. Or actually, no, that's a lie. I have. I have played it, but I don't really know it super well. But um, the begin opening scene was really cool. Um, but like afterwards, it just it it was like modern, which I wasn't expecting. I thought it was all took place in the past. So obviously, I really don't know the mythos very well. But um, it I don't know. It was super cheap. It reminded me of like the G.I. Joe movies. <laughs> well, those are all right. That's yeah. I mean, but like the, the lines are the are terrible. I don't know. Yeah. If you grew up playing with the action figures, it, it wasn't exactly like that, but I don't know. It gave it different meaning, I think. Yeah. I don't know. But um, I'll, I'll probably finish it. Um, But not really like, I don't know. It was cool fighting. There was a lot of blood, though, like kind of overkill. Like it looked a little fake. <laughs> but in, in certain places, it was kind of cool. So that's my spoiler-free review of half of, not even half of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, anyways, Chang Chi looks pretty cool. Um, I'm not gonna have like overly hyped expectations, um, but I'm I'm excited for it. But I'm not gonna like, you know, I'm worried it's gonna kind of be like a Disney Plus um, show, and it's not necessarily gonna be like full movie quality but we'll see hmm. um so but uh move on to a different marvel movie uh spider-man 3 um it's been confirmed uh so it's obviously been officially confirmed that uh doc ock will be in the movie um alfred alfred molina alfred alfred molina yep um but uh, he also, Alfred Molina also confirmed um, that this is, in fact, the actual Otto Octavius from the um, Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man universe. So it's not like he's an alternate universe. This is the actual Otto Octavia that we um, that we saw in that movie. He also revealed that his story is going to take place Literally, it's going to pick up directly after um, him falling into the river in Spider-Man 3. Or Spider-Man 2, sorry. Um, oh, I wonder if his... Uh, oh, sorry. I mean, maybe you were going to say... Yeah, well, basically he said uh, he was in uh, conversations with um, uh, John Watts, who's the director. Uh, and John Watts said uh, that the movie will pick up a Doc Ock story from that moment in the river, which in a franchise that includes multiverses, time travel, and diverging timelines seems plausible. So, um, basically, it said uh, they're gonna save this character for, like right before he dies. So I'm not, I'm really, I don't know like what that's gonna mean, but like somehow, like he's gonna be like saved right before he dies, or he's gonna be like transported to the um, MCU. Who knows? Yeah, because what was it that he was working on? That whole uh, yeah, it was like a reactor dimensional thing. yeah reactor thing. I wonder if that like 
Well, I was going to say, what if that like transferred him to a different, uh, an alternate universe or something? Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, but it kind of brings up a further point. Um, there's a theory going around that he will be kind of like um, similar to how Zemo was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He's not necessarily a full on villain. Um because if you remember, he kind of had a redemption there at the end of Spider-Man 2. Um, and he he felt bad for all the things that he'd done to Spider-Man and, and to people in general. Um, so I wonder if he's going to kind of be not necessarily a villain, but he might be helping them somehow. Also, especially because like in the comics he becomes superior Spider-Man like we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, or I guess just say a few podcasts ago. It's been a while. Um, but he is a genius and he figures out how to um, travel interdimensionally and he actually saves the Spider-Verse. Um, so I'm wondering if they're going to kind of take him in that route. That'd be cool. I feel like too many villains would be too much. But also, I I would see the opposite cool as well because Doc Ock was the original founder of the Sinister Six, so that would also be pretty cool if he could get like Mo- Mobius or um, Mobius, yeah, Mobius, Morbius, sorry, Morbius, the living vampire, which we were supposed to get last year. So I'm wondering if that comes out then before Spider-Man Three. Hmm. Um, but it'd be like Doc Ock, Morbius. Electro, you know, Jamie Foxx, Electro, um, the Vulture, um, Scorpion, also from the MCU. And then who else could you use? Like a Green Goblin? I don't know. I'm trying to think who else is. You know who I I want? You know who I want? for uh, phase four <clears throat> namor yeah we talked about that last last time and i think i think it's plausible that he's coming because they've already kind of east had an easter egg for him i uh one of the things that i enjoyed <clears throat> the most about i mean it was a good it was a great movie but what i enjoyed the most about godzilla versus kong was that uh undersea civilization ruins scene where they go to find Godzilla uh to revive him. Um with that was it um, right that wasn't that was King Godzilla. of Monsters. Yeah it was King, King oh, of Monsters. Right, that was King of Monsters. Sorry. I uh get your kaiju straight. I did well come on. <laughs> Respect went, the pouch. Respect I went back and it. watched that because I missed that before I saw Godzilla versus Kong. Mm. Um and it made so much more sense, but it was far more fleshed out and extensive of a ruin underwater than I was expecting it to be. And I, I don't know. I like that kind of stuff in movies where, you know, you're, you're finding something that was lost and, you know, investigating it. And then, you know, in your investigation, you just discover more and more and more and more. It's just, it's fascinating for me. And so, you know, I really look forward to them bringing Atlantis into the MCU ostensibly 
Um, It'll be interesting too, because we've already seen the Aqua. I like the Aquaman movie a lot. Uh, I thought it was obviously a little cheesy, but I really enjoyed it. So it'll be interesting to see Marvel's take on Atlantis when we've just recently seen DC's take on Atlantis. Yeah. And I suspect that that's why they're, you know, waiting a little bit, you know, just to, so they don't follow the MCU equivalent um, follow, doesn't follow the uh, DC equivalent, you know, just a couple of years after it gives it time to kind of die down in people's consciousness before they introduce another one, very similar character. Yeah, for sure. Side um, note on Spider-Man. Yeah. Did you see, uh, I guess Chris Evans is playing Spider-Man in what if? Yeah. I didn't see that. I just saw that this past week. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry. Chris Evans, did you say? That's that's what they're saying. Like, uh, what's his name? Or uh, Steve oh, Rod. I, for some reason, didn't. I heard Leonardo DiCaprio in my mind because that's what I was thinking of. Leonardo DiCaprio is actually playing Spider-Man potentially in the Spider-Man 3, <laughs> which is insane. Remember, remember a while back, like a long time ago, when Leonardo DiCaprio almost played Spider-Man? Nope, don't remember Vaguely. that. Yeah. Hang would on he, a second. Wait a second. Would he be like the Peter B. Parker? The older <laughs> probably. <laughs> like more old. cynical and um I don't know. <laughs> no, but he so he wanted to play it and it almost happened, but then it didn't. Um so I think he there's talks, there's rumors that he might actually be in the next one. But whatever, hmm. that's that's different. So Chris Evans is gonna be voicing Spider Man. Yeah, that's what that's what I read here. If it's true, that's, that's interesting. What's the context here? Like, what's the what if? What if what if Chris Evans was Spider Man, <laughs> um, or not Chris Evans, uh, Steve Rogers? What if Steve Rogers was Spider Man? Yeah. Hmm. As in, Steve Rogers is the identity, the secret identity of Spider Man. Captain Spider-Man. Would he have his... Wait, would, would he be like shrimpy Steve Rogers or would he be like Jack <laughs> Steve Rogers? Well, there was some concept art. There was some concept art and yeah, he looked super like skinny and kind of... Oh. I don't know. Gangly almost. But... Actually, that would be kind of funny. Like, e- being even smaller and skinnier and like wiry and well borderline emaciated um <laughs> and then him being spider-man and um it's not just that he's small it's just it's that he's like practically malnourished and yet he can still stuff like a car with its bare hands right that would be pretty funny <laughs> i'm actually coming out of you really excited for what if because like every story is going to be different um so it's gonna just be cool like every week being like oh what's the next episode gonna be like you know Hmm. it'll be like a mystery unless they like reveal beforehand but hopefully they don't i would rather it be a surprise but yeah that is kind of interesting um that like spider-man spider-man could like you know he could hold his own against Steve Rogers and Bucky um, and 
uh, like in Civil War when uh, he's like, cool, you have a metal arm. Like he just like was just playing around, you know, and he he's this grabs it and turns it like, right. wow, this is cool and looks at it. And Bucky's like, how are you this strong? And he's just this little twerp. And then obviously in like Winter's Falcon, Winter Soldier, like episode five last week, Bucky like lifted that huge box like it was no big deal. Like I love that part of that episode where he was just like ripping things <laughs> like uh, Sam was trying to was like struggling to take that part off the side of the ship. And then Bucky just <laughs> rips it off. That was so funny. Or like when yeah. he's like, you, you could have, why didn't you use your arm? He's like, Oh, I sometimes forget. And I'm right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um. No, but yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, I, I just sent you the article. It, it talks about it, it talks about some alternate universe Chris Evans or uh, Steve Rogers, you know, such as evil Captain America, and some other stuff in there. It's kind of interesting. But... No, so it says we know he's playing him like it's official. Then, well, that's what it says. I don't know if this is if this is a reliable site or not. But giant freaking robot. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of this. Interesting. Well, okay. So moving on, um, still in the realm of Disney, uh, kind of actually still in the realm of Spider-Man actually. Um, Disney is going to inherit the Sony movies after Netflix, uh, the contract with Netflix ends. Um, so it says, uh, here's an article from CBR. It says, Walt Disney Company and Sony Pictures have announced a multi-year agreement that will allow Disney to stream Sony's movies across its various platforms after their exclusive run on Netflix ends. Disney deals, Disney's deal includes the U.S. streaming and TV rights to Sony's new theatrical releases from 2022 to 2026 and begins each film's, e- begins after each film's pay one TV window. Um, the platforms covered in the deal include streaming services, Disney plus and Hulu, along with ABC, Disney channels, Freeform, Fox, national geographic. Uh, it follows on the heels of Netflix signing a multi-year first pay window licensing deal with Sony to become the exclusive home for streaming the audios, the studios, new movies starting in 2022. Now I'm wondering if this also includes, um, bringing back the Spider-Man movies, uh, to Disney Plus, uh, this article doesn't really say that. Um, I would think so, but uh, yeah, I would hope. Oh yeah, wait, wait. Among the titles covered in the deal are Sony's Jumanji, Hotel Transylvania, along with Spider-Man and Sony's. Okay, yeah. All right, so yeah, we'll finally get um, the Spider-Man movies back. Um, Bring back emo Toby. Well, yeah, we'll actually get all of them then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll get Bully McGuire back. Yay. Bully McGuire. Bully, Bully. So that's kind of cool. So then now you can actually watch all the MC movies in one place. But yeah, um, I guess it's time to talk about the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. You mean Captain and America and the Winter Soldier. That's true. Did you, Nick? Did you catch that at the very end in the credits? You know how it says Falcon and Winter Soldier at the very end, of the credits. This time it said the Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I didn't get it. I say I kind of, I just kind of turned it off. It was very anticlimactic in my <laughs> mind. This is true. Just, just like when WandaVision. Honestly, WandaVision was more climactic at the end than this one. 
this one just kind of it just kind of ended he landed and that was it although i will say the suit was pretty dope i liked his suit a lot um, looked like the comic book version a lot it was very accurate to the comic book costume so that was yeah. cool um he looks cool. really it looks good like when he's like with the shield and then when he's landing it, it looks pretty awesome yeah the use of the wings with the shield is really cool especially when oh, yeah. he held, held out the shield and someone maybe it was carly bashed into it and he yeah. used his wings to yeah. to steady him yeah that, was, that cool. was cool um yeah i think it looks pretty dope um i liked that u.s agent got his redemption um and now he's officially U.S. agent. I don't know, though. I don't think that he's. I, I mean, I, I, I know you. Said, I know I you said is. that U.S. agent is a is a character. Well, he's an Avenger, so mm-hmm. he actually. What my guess is, because I think he actually turned to the good side there, and because, um, I think that obviously because he, like, you know, saved those people. Uh, in the bus, he, like he purposefully did that. He teamed up with them at the end, and I think he he realized, you know, what he did was wrong. I don't think I think he's being used by this lady. I and obviously, Nick, you said she might be Hydra. Yeah, maybe Con- Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. <laughs> yes, that Elaine. she's Elaine from Seinfeld. That's true. <laughs> she is from Seinfeld, with purple hair though. Um, I, yeah, I obviously think she's up to something else, but I think that he is still has good intentions. And I think he thinks he's doing the right thing. I think he's just got a lot of PSD, PTSD. So, so maybe we'll see something happen. Like maybe she has bad intentions, but maybe, I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious we'll though, because... See. We'll see what the super soldier serum amplifies in him over time. Yeah. I'm just curious because, like, I don't think there's any upcoming Captain America titles. Mm. Wait, titles. I thought it saw Captain America 4. Oh, really? With Falcon. Okay. With... Was that recently? I I literally just saw something in passing. I have I don't even think there was an official title. I think it was just Captain America 4. Okay. So maybe there is something coming up soon, but I'm just wondering cuz like there's no team movies, you know? Like there's um like Tim was saying last time, um you know, like a lot of these stories are like happening right now, like right after Endgame, so like we kind of like are going to eventually catch up with the timeline. Um, so it may actually be a while before, um, you know, we actually get to these guys again. So I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see what they're going to do with it. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that today that if you don't have them necessarily appearing in any future movies anytime soon, you know, the, it's hard to, I don't know. It's hard to care for a character that you haven't seen in years. Yeah. Um, at oh. least with pretty much with everyone in the MCU, you got um, you got like a a very brief snippet update, um, whether it was in like you know a cameo appearance in a movie like um, post 
post Winter Soldier, you didn't see Sam Wilson until his um, Ant Man appearance, which was a year and a half later. Um, but it was like just enough. Um, actually, that's not true. You saw him in the end of Age of Ultron, um, right before yeah. Cap opens his mouth to say assemble, and then you don't hear assemble until like five years later. Um, yeah. All right, scratch that four years later. Anyways. Um, I also think it's funny at the end of it or during Ant-Man, Falcon is just kind of like the the new in the newbie, you know, he's a noob. Like he's a, and then like when Ant-Man like kicked his butt, he's like, oh, they're going to kill me. You know, it's just so funny. Now he's like the leader. He'll I mean, I guess. I, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be the leader of the Avengers, but he's Captain America now, you know, so it's just funny yeah. how it's just crazy how much his his story has progressed. Well, I'm wondering if that's what they originally had planned for him, too. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they keep us interested in and informed um, on the background stories of, you know, the actors and the characters that we haven't seen in any actual material uh, for a while, whether it'll be cameos in places, like I said before, but or also uh, um, mid credit scenes and in credit scenes, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you had like teases for movies that had nothing to do with the movie you just saw. Um, sometimes it involved, you know, one of the characters, but it's still, you know, setting the stage for the next film or even sometimes setting the stage for a couple films down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of setting up, Nathan, I don't know if you uh, had this in, in your notes, but um was it the end? Was Sharon Carter's? Was that the end scene? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when she, when she came out and she had that phone call, mm-hmm. she's, um, the power, she's the power broker. Obviously, was, yeah, she, found that out this yeah. episode. But could she be a scroll? Interesting. That'd be an interesting theory. Um, yeah, because I was actually thinking about that. Because, like, I I know she was like really pissed off at the 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 U.S what they did to her during civil after civil war but she's chair she's peggy carter's niece like i don't think she would be evil like ever especially you know the things that she did to help them um during civil war like i i feel like she would never actually go down that route so that's a good point especially because they're kind of dropping scrolls everywhere Kind of like the Ten Rings, they're starting to drop these scrolls everywhere, and and Wandavision, this in the Loki trailer, there were some scrolls. Um, so like, yeah, like you could be right. They could, they could be a scroll, and they're just kind of setting it up for Secret <laughs> Invasion here. Yeah, because she was on the phone. She's, you know, she's talking kind of malicious about like secrets for everyone. You know, like you know, secrets for, or yeah, whatever yeah. she was saying. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, I did kind of, I mean, I had suspicions that she was the power broker. I'm not one of those people like, I called it. But after last week, I kind of had had it. I was pretty sure she was the power broker just because of the fact that um, 
uh, I think she, she had that random phone call and that was just like a random scene in the episode really had nothing tied to it anywhere else. And, um, you know, she looked like she was up to something. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know. I think I would have preferred it if Mandarin was the power broker, but it is what it is, I guess. And if it's a scroll, I think that'd be a cool setup for sure. I concur. Um, what else do you guys think about the episode? It kind of Got felt it. like a Spider-Man movie, like a like the first Spider-Man movie. Didn't it? A little bit. Like Green mm-hmm. Goblin's flying around with all the people and Spider-Man has to save everybody. Honestly, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't remember. Who was uh, the guy who who was said he wanted to kill Falcon? What? Where was he again from? So I don't he, yeah, so he was the French guy from Captain America: Winter Soldier on the Lemurian Star at the very beginning. Yep. So he fought Cap. Oh yeah. And then obviously at the beginning of this show, he fought uh, Falcon. Um, so he kind of got his revenge on, or tried to get his revenge on Cap and Falcon there. Um, I'm kind of sad too because Falcon's suit at the beginning of this was like the most comic book accurate Falcon suit we've gotten. And now, of course, um, he's Captain America. Obviously, he looks pretty dope as Cap, but I liked his costume as Falcon. But speaking of Falcon, in the comics, you know his, uh, his FBI friend Torres? Mm-hmm. so you know at that where he was like you know you you forgot what about these like the wings remember the broken wings and he's like keep them so in the comics he act Torres actually becomes the second falcon i saw that yeah so that'd be interesting i think that's what they were setting it up there you know like keep them like he's actually gonna re like rebuild them and then become falcon which will be interesting because bucky or um sam is still kind of falcon <laughs> Because he's obviously still got the wings, so Captain Falcon. Yeah, Captain Falcon. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that they did that name drop briefly. Well, he's going to be called Captain America because that's what he's still called in the comics. So. No, I know, but somebody at one point asked him during the, the finale, so should yeah. we call you Captain Falcon? Yeah. And I was like, Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Like, call me Birdman. Birdman. <laughs> Bird person. <laughs> person that's it yeah yeah morty from rick and morty morty i am bird person (laughs) i don't know why rick is mad at you right now uh great show um yeah i don't know but that'd be interesting another character to add to the roster it's interesting because only three avengers died in endgame but it feels like there's they filled such a big gap in the MCU that like it feels like there's no Avengers left now. I mean, a lot of them, like obviously the Guardians are gone. They were never really Avengers, but Thor's gone. Um, you know, Hulk is, I guess he's still there. I don't know. I guess there are some, but like it just feels like it's dwindled. Yeah, I, I guess that that's probably my biggest disappointment of this new phase so far is the stuff that we've gotten so far has not been okay i i guess captain or falcon and winter soldier was pretty action-packed there was a lot of action which was cool i loved that but it i don't know you know you don't have the same thor and iron man 
action anymore. So it just feels like it's dragging so well, much. I wonder if they're saving that though for movies then. You know, like the big stuff is gonna be saved for the movies. Yeah, that's true. We haven't had a movie yet since right. I mean, they also could also be building up their roster again, building up a bunch of characters. That's why they have all these new characters, and then eventually they're gonna do a big team up and they'll have a big roster of characters to use. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just excited for Moon Knight. Wait, I don't know when it's coming out, but I am super excited for that. Yep. Um, yeah. All the concept art that I see for that is him just covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> Did it show his white suit, though? I haven't seen any. Yeah, it's like his. Okay. Well, I, I think they just use the comic book. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mark Spector is crazy in the comic. Like, he's he's a very brutal guy. Um. Almost, I would say, more brutal than Batman at times. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I don't know. It, it went by pretty fast. It was good. I just, yeah, it was kind of slow. Um, it didn't have as much of a culmination, I guess. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for Loki. I'm sad that it's only, it's like two months away now. Um, but I think yeah. that was really good. It's probably going to, you know how he can shape shift and like appear as other people. Yeah. They were saying like, there's going to be a lot of that going on. Uh, Cause you know, when the, in the trailer, you see the, the title like sh- shifting right. all over the place. Yeah. Well, it's it, like, it, it, re- it references like his instability, you know, like instability. Not, instability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not a very stable person. So like it can't, like all that they should line up, but they never do. And so it's like, ah, screw it. You know, we'll just pick these <laughs> random letters. And it kind of like represents who Loki is as a person. But yeah, it looks good. Um, Yeah. Any other thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier? Um, It's not a Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's actually on the trailer for Loki. Um, yeah. When he first appears there, he seems to be very much at the mercy of Mobius. Um, but it's interesting that, like, partway through, something he said suggested that, you know, he was in control from the get-go and that um, Mobius is living inside, inside of his reality constructed. Yeah. Which is really cool. I don't know. Like, I'm so used to Loki being either a failed... Uh, dictator puppet of Thanos in uh, the Avengers or just kind of like the playful mischievous um, but on an ultimate level uh, not intentionally harmful most of the time to people a uh, person like becoming or maybe just showing that he's always been like far more powerful and uh deviously minded on a macro level than the previous infinity saga really showed him to be so i don't know i'm looking forward to that yeah there was a point in the trailer that was kind of funny but it like didn't really make sense when when the the receptionist like threw the big stack of papers down he's like sign here to you know like 
these are this is every word you've ever said he's like this is absurd and then it printed out another page and said sign this too too. (laughs) it was funny but like it didn't really make sense because that stack wasn't that big i'm like loki talks a lot i feel like it'd be a lot bigger so maybe that was just like this is all you've ever said in this week or in this day i don't know it just didn't seem Uh like that would be all that he's ever said it's funny though um funny idea but interesting um, also in that scene, there was a cat in the corner. And so I'm wondering if obviously it wouldn't be a real house cat from earth. I'm wondering if it's the same type of, I forget what the creature is called. The one from captain Marvel. Yeah. That ate the cube. Yeah. The it? cat with the huge, um, like tentacles that come out yeah. of his mouth. I forget what it's called. Uh, um, yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, that looked interesting. Hmm. But anyways, so, Another thing uh, that I want to talk about was this show um, that recently came out. And I don't know if you heard of it, um, but it's called Invincible. And it's based off of a uh, Image comic series. Uh, Image is another comic book publisher. And um, basically, it's this world. It's it's uh, it's kind of like a spoof off of, you know, kind of DC or Marvel or anything, really. This kid... Um, his dad is uh, is basically Superman. His name's Omni Man, and he came from this world. Um, uh, I think it's called Viltron, and he came to Earth to like it, on his planet. It wasn't like blowing up like Krypton, and he didn't come as a child. He came as an adult, and basically, um, in on his world, they send off you know these superpowered people. Um, to different planets to be their protector. And so basically his dad comes to Earth, he protects Earth, he meets this woman, he falls in love, and then they have they get married and have uh, this kid. And so the kid, um, he's a late bloomer to getting his superpowers, and he eventually gets them when he's a teenager. And so basically like he takes on the persona of Invincible, so that's his superhero name. Um, and they have all these different, you know, like they, they have like the this, this uh, league of heroes called the Guardians of the Universe or the Guardians of the Globe. And they're basically like the Justice League. So each of the characters is like it's basically Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter and Aquaman. So they kind of all have the same powers. Right. Uh, and then there's also Omni-Man. So Omni-Man's like kind of like. I think there's, I forgot the guy. I think his name's the immortal. That was the Superman character on the, the guardians of the globe. So they're basically similar, but I think Omni man's more powerful. The only thing he can't do is um, he doesn't have heat vision or, uh, or, or the cold breath either. Um, But it's, an, it's freaking insane because it's like, it's very bloody. It's animated by the way. It's on Amazon prime. And, um, it's kind of has an anime style to it, um, but it's super bloody. It's like, what if, you know, like what superheroes would actually be like, you know, there's a lot of casualties. People actually like die. Um, and like one instance when Invincible gets his powers, he's trying, there's this alien invasion. He's trying to save this lady and like, he's super inexperienced and he actually like rips her arm off on accident. Cause he doesn't know his own strength. Like it's in, like, it's re- super like realistic. Right. So like that, that, tv show with the boys or something yeah it's basically an animated version of the boys except there are in the boys all the superheroes are bad <laughs> in this huh. there are actually good superheroes are actually good 
but there's a plot twist and I won't say what it is, but at the end of the first episode, it literally is, it's freaking insane. Every episode, I'm just like, what the heck is going on? So if you haven't heard like anybody listening, it's, it is kind of violent, but it's also animated. So it's not real. Um, but it's an awesome show in, you know, if you're over 18, you should totally check it out. Um, it's really good. I'm like on episode five or six right now. Um, but yeah, it's on Amazon prime. You should totally watch it. It's awesome. Um, um, but yeah, um, the only other thing I want to talk about was, uh, we haven't really talked about this yet. We, maybe we have a little bit briefly, but, uh, kind of want to talk about the suicide squad movie coming up because it actually looks really good. Not going to lie. Yeah. The shark dude looks cool. Yeah. Um, uh, still have Jared Leto's Joker? No, no. The only original, the only returning cast are Harley Quinn, um, the director uh, lady, right? You, yes, she is. Um, Amanda Waller, Rick mm-hmm. Flag, who's like kind of like the he can he's like is the general. Or he leads them. He's a team leader, basically keeps them all in check. And then Captain Boomerang. Those are the only returning mm-hmm. members from the original movie. Now it's kind of a sequel, but it's it's not really because it doesn't really acknowledge what happened in the other movie. It's kind of like a soft reboot um, of the original Suicide Squad. Um, but it's got this huge roster of characters, and I'm really excited about it because it's directed by James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So it actually looks like it's going to be pretty funny. Um, yeah, and um, King Shark looks hilarious yeah. he's voiced by sylvester stallone oh. um so it actually looks hilarious and i'm i'm really excited about it because it's actually gonna like you know the suicide squad's pretty cool um right. and so i'm excited that they're actually gonna bring some redemption to it so is the main villain patrick star basically is it the giant yeah it's like a giant starfish star uh starro yeah. <laughs> yeah well he's not he's not a, you shouldn't don't mess around with him like he's actually like eats entire worlds he's kind of like galactus huh. he uh yeah he's it, he's a normally a justice league villain um in the comics hmm. um yeah he you don't mess around like he ain't messing around he's actually a, a pretty um big villain in the comics so um yeah starro i think his name is <laughs> No, this is Starro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited about it. I I think it'll be um I think it'll be good just because James Gunn is a great director. Um, it'll be pretty funny. It's got John Cena. Um, oh yeah. I, um, Idris Elba or Idris Elba. I forget how you say his name. Idris does it have The Rock? Because he's not. Think- well, he's well, he's um uh, he's Black Adam. It- Black Adam. You'd think if, if it had Sylvester Stallone and John Cena, they might as well have The Rock, too. <laughs> yeah, but The Rock's playing Black Adam, so he's not. Oh, I know. Him. I'm just saying because, you know, you have Rambo and then two WWE guys. Yeah. Um, might as well. Yeah. But I don't know. It looks good. There's a lot of good movies coming out this year. So, And TV shows. And TV shows. Um, yeah. I was going to mention quick, the... Lord of the Rings TV show, Amazon TV show. Yeah. Uh, they announced a cost of $465 million. Yeah, I saw that. For the whole it's thing. Still like the, I originally yeah, it was supposed to be like the first season. What's that? Overall, it's, it's supposed to be like a billion dollars. 
The yeah. first season is is four hundred sixty-five million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like, that show as a whole will be close to a billion dollars. It's supposed to be the most expensive show slash film, probably. Honestly, I'm not actually super thrilled about it. Um, just because, well, for uh, for, for a variety of reasons, but. Um, <laughs> Primarily because they're going to be inventing new material. Um, well, I heard that they had to stick to certain guidelines, though. I know they do. The guidelines basically are that you can't uh, change like an event in world history, so to speak, and in the timeline of the Lord of the Rings that's already been established by Tolkien. Um you, you know, you can't rewrite something like that. You can just write within the parameters of, of what he established or the events of, of that time period. Um, and I get that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's just that the new material is not going to be him. And that's what just bothers me. I mean, you've got the Silmarillion. You've got the three great tales of the first age of Middle Earth. Like, go with that. I mean, heck, Christopher Tolkien released basically all three of those in more or less finished novel form. Make those. I'd love to see those. Yeah, what's the... the... Don't make up new material in a time period that... I mean, there's a reason that Tolkien didn't write a novel in the Second Age. It's just not as interesting a time period. But also, Tim, it, it'll it'll make fans less mad because you can't get the source material wrong <laughs> because there is no source I just material. Think it'll, I just think it'll make the hardcore Lord of the Rings fans like of the books indifferent to it. Like, so what if they spent like a lot of it, like a lot of money on it? Like, it's just I don't know. It's second rate to me. Well, um, they'll still sell it they'll still sell or yeah, make so much money on it the other thing is um the other reason for me um howard shore knocked the music out of the park so well the, the first time and he didn't do that in the hobbit which is part of what made the hobbit lackluster which by the way we need to get together and watch that fan edit um and I don't expect them to, to do the music much better again either um, because yeah. what he did in the Lord of the Rings trilogy was something very special. Well, we can definitely um, next, next episode, I guess we could, we could, uh, we could just make it a Lord of the Rings episode and kind of, you know, go through some theories that we might have on, on the show and um, what we would hope it would look like. So. I can uh, wax eloquent on the uh, Tolkien lore that lies dormant in me. (laughs) (laughs) The the resident Tolkien expert over here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, With that said, uh, we'll see you guys next time when we talk about Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and other current topics in nerdy.